0: Former Leicester midfielder and current free agent Yuri Tielemans has been heavily linked with a move to Aston Villa. To find out more today, I'm joined by Dougie Critchley, who's a broadcaster with Football Daily and Sky Sports. Dougie, it's great to have you on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, mate. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. We were just saying before we started recording that it's quite an exciting time for Villa fans. Got European football back, got a top manager in and some really exciting targets you're being linked with as well.
0: Yeah, it's been a long time coming for Villa. It's been a long time since we've been linked to such exciting targets. And uh, one of them is uh, the Belgian international himself, Telemans. Tielemans. Um, so I guess the first question is, uh, you know, what sort of a player is Tielemans?
1: Well, I think he's been at the top level for a long, long time now, and he's kind of proved himself most effectively Whilst he does have defensive qualities, as a excellent passer through the lines, I think that's his, his strongest suit. He does have great passing range. Uh, he's very composed on the ball. He can take the ball in tight spaces, turn pretty effectively. He's not necessarily the quickest, um, or you know, you might for, find better dribblers through through tight spaces. But he's got excellent long range passing and long range shooting as well. And I think that's what Villa are looking for because I was looking at some of the stats earlier. And in terms of your passes into the final third, in terms of your uh, progressive passes, Villa were mid to low table. I mean, you're 15th for passes into the final third, which was level with Everton and only narrowly ahead of Southampton. uh, Two teams that struggled and Southampton eventually went down. You also ranked 15th for progressive passes. So I think Unai Emery might have realised that maybe you're running on a slight hot streak towards the back end of the year with that amazing run from Molly Watkins. Mm. And to consistently get the ball into that final third might be something that he needs to improve Uh, and Tielemans on a free feels like a very good way of doing that
0: yeah um, I mean he's he's a versatile player started as I think a CDM early in his career or played in that position so is he somebody that you think uh, you know let's say Bubakar Kamara as a CDM got injured or Douglas Ruiz got injured he plays a little bit further forward is Tielemans one of them players that could function in a a variety of roles in the Villa midfield
1: yeah, I think he'll pre- predominantly be used further forward as well. Definitely not the the ultimate sitter. I think during his time at Leicester, his best performances came in front of Wilfred Ndidi and a fully fit and on form Wilfred Ndidi, which we just didn't see last season at all. I think it was the by far the most disappointing season of Ndidi's career. And Tielemans' form seemed to slightly suffer from that. You know, Brendan Rogers said, in, I think it was in about February 2022, there needs to be a big clear out at Leicester. Some of the players aren't as good as they think they are um, and others just aren't good enough at all. And Leicester was ultimately left with a squad with a lot of players that are out of contract, a number of ones that wanted to leave. And Tielemans basically felt like he fitted best into that second bracket, a player that wanted to leave. And you can understand why, because although he'd won an FA Cup with Leicester, back-to-back fifth place finishes and eighth place before last season, when they of course went down, He was being linked to the likes of Man United, Liverpool, Arsenal uh, in the preceding two, three years. So it's not surprising that his form was slightly affected. But I kind of would slightly be concerned about him playing as a defensive midfielder. I do think, you know, in front of someone more defensively minded, that's when his range of passing can come into play. Uh, And whilst he does have some defensive output, it's definitely not the strongest part of his game.
0: Yeah. um, I mean, you mentioned all them clubs there, you know, there's, you know, Man United and arsenals i think he's been linked with in the past um you know given that he is a free agent now um are you surprised that he's not been linked with a few more clubs as well i mean i know i know it's roma have been mentioned but it seems like villa are the main club that seems to be linked with him at the moment
1: yeah i'm i'm incredibly surprised to be honest because this was the player that we were talking about for a sort of 50 million pound move a couple of summers ago and now the fact that he's on a free he's premier league proven uh, and on his best you know in his best form you know the season prior to last and the season before that was probably a top 10 to 15 central midfielder in the league and maybe that's being a little bit harsh i do think his top level was was really exceptional um and he's got a whole you know wealth of experience he's got over 50 caps for belgium he's got over mm-hmm. 500 career appearances and so this is a guy who's been in a number of different match situations and for villa who will you know, hopefully go deep into the Conference League for you guys next year, potentially play up to 15 more games. Having more depth will be a massive, massive uh, weapon for you guys, basically. And it does need to improve because Leandro Dendonka had to play quite a few games for you last year. I mean, Phil Phil Coutinho, not playing the same position, but had to play quite a few games for you last year as well. So it just feels that you're taking your central midfield depth up to a new level. And on a free transfer as well, Mm -hmm. it feels very... Very risk-averse, really. I mean, he's got a pretty solid injury record. I think he's only missed about 15 games in the last four seasons, uh, in the league, that is. Um, and yeah, on a free transfer for, I can't imagine, super, super money because Leicester have obviously gone down and he's probably not in the best bargaining position now. But it feels like this is kind of risk-free for Les- uh, for Aston Villa, sorry.
0: Yeah, and, and how would you say he's performed in the Premier League. He's been here a few years now and he obviously had that incredible moment in the FA Cup final, great goal, to win it, but uh, I've always really rated him. I've always thought he's a good player whenever I've seen him, but how would you sort of assess that he's performed in the Premier League? Yeah, I think
1: very well. I mean, this was a player that at Anderlecht, when he first broke through at about 16 or 17, he was playing senior football, was talked about as the next big thing, not just in in Belgium, but in European football. Went to Monaco, had a difficult spell there, then joined Leicester halfway through, I think it was the 2018-19 season, uh, in that January, initially on loan and established himself over the next couple of years alongside Madison and Barnes as these really, really exciting up-and-coming talents. And uh, I think performed excellently for a long, long time. Now, you know, as I mentioned earlier, he was linked with a number of moves away. I think that did affect his performance, to to be honest, last year. I thought his, his effort was sometimes maybe questioned. And look, it's difficult when you're playing in a side that is clearly going through a lot of issues off the pitch. Your manager's under huge pressure. Your manager then gets fired You've got some of your captains or your leaders in that dressing room. The likes of Johnny Evans were injured throughout last year or mm. for much of last year. Jamie Vardy was off the ball and it did seem to affect his performances slightly, at least in a defensive sense, like his um, his tackles per 90 dropped slightly. His interceptions actually stayed in a similar sort of uh, level, but his tackle success rate dropped from 42% to 37%. Now that's a little bit troubling in a Villa midfield, where he might be asked to do a fair amount of defensive work. Uh, And if he's going to play in those bigger games against the the top six or the established top six sides, he'll certainly be asked to. But what I was pleased to see last year was that his passing numbers, which I think is what has always stood out out for him, is remained really solid. I mean, they were at 5.9 the year before, passes into the final third, that is. And that jumped to 6.5 last year. Progressive passes around a similar sort of jump as well. So what he's very good at remained good last year i just slightly slightly was concerned that you know the lack of interest this summer might reflect on the fact that he's played a lot of football for his age and was playing in a very poor leicester leicester team last year because to be honest at his best i think he's a bit of a a bit of a steal for any top half premier league club
0: yeah um you know you think of all the players that have improved under unai emery as well since uh, he joined in october you know this will run through so many names McGee Watkins, uh, Mings like so many others. Do you think that Emery would, in a way, be almost the perfect manager for Tielemans now after a disappointing season to maybe refine his form and even reach another level that he perhaps hasn't even got to in his career?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Emery's got a great record with central midfielders during his time at Sevilla and particularly at Villarreal. I remember that side with Francis Coquelin and Danny Parejo, they look like two of the best you know, midfielders in La Liga uh, and under his stewardship as well. Uh, so he's very, very used to setting up a side that works incredibly well as a unit. Um, people always talk about Emery as a really defensive manager. I don't think that's always the case, to be honest. Mm. They press very effectively as a unit. They always seem very connected. And it just seems like whenever you watch new and I Emery team, you can see the idea that he's trying to get across, which you don't always find at Premier League level or around Europe, that is. So I think Tielemans has got a very good chance of, of succeeding and instantly hitting the ground running in a league that he knows so well, if he was to join Aston Villa. And I think the likes of, you know, uh, you know, Emmy Buendir, if he's still playing in that number 10 role occasionally, or Ollie Watkins running onto his dynamic through balls as well. I think, um, I think they'll really profit from, from playing alongside a player with his, with his passing range and quality.
0: Yeah. I mean, so to sum it up really then, I mean, how effective a player do you think he would be for Aston Villa were he to join, uh, or rather, how effective could he be for Aston Villa were he to join us uh, in the next weeks, few weeks? I think very
1: effective, to be honest, as long as he gets back and to his best and, and is fully motivated, which I think Emery is a master of doing. I'm not sure whether he instantly walks into your first 11 mm-hmm. at the moment, or at least on the basis of his form last year, because I did think Douglas Louise was exceptional. Yeah. Uh, Bubakar Kamara, as well, is a really high quality individual. And we saw that in Fits and Bursts last year when he was fully fit. And I don't think he should play in that sort of 10 role where Emi Buendia played. And it feels like you're going to make a few more additions this summer as well, um, given the links with the likes of Danny Sabios. You probably wouldn't sign Tielemans and Danny Sabayos, but Arnott Danjuma looks like he's coming in. Like It feels like Villa are going to be busy uh, throughout this summer, which is really exciting for you guys. Um, and it's probably needed as well, because yes, you performed exceptionally well under Unai Emery last year, but a lot of your signings over the last few seasons haven't really come off in the way you know, Stephen Gerrard expected or before that, Dean Smith expected as well. So it feels like quite a a thin squad. And we've seen with West Ham this year going deep in the Conference League, they only got 40 points in the Premier League. So it can really detract from your league performance. I'm not saying that's going to happen to Villa necessarily, but you do need numbers uh, for the slog of Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. It is pretty relentless, uh, particularly in that middle part of the season when the FA Cup kicks off. And if you go deep in in the Carabao Cup as well, um, so I think he's a really good addition. He can start in a number of positions. but I expect he'll play a little bit further forward of Camara or Douglas Louise, um, or particularly Camera, really, because Douglas Louise was so effective in that box-to-box role. Uh, and I think it'll make a massive difference to Villa. So on a free transfer, I'm a massive fan of this move.
0: Yeah, and it, and you, you know, you mentioned those passes into the final third. Do you think that would be the real unique attribute he might add to the club? Uh, yeah, that and and his
1: long-range shooting as well. Like I don't, don't think. Douglas Luiz, you know, bagged a few towards the end of last year, but John McGinn's never been a massive goal output guy. Uh, and it felt like with Leon Bailey still not really, you know, hitting his straps last year. Um, it felt like, our, you know, Jacob Ramsey was really your second most sort of dangerous player after, after Ollie Watkins. So if he can add a few more goals to his game, um, get back to his Leicester best that included that amazing FA Cup final goal in 2021 and the season prior to that as well he was magnificent as well um, and I'm surprised that the rest of the top six have been sleeping on this um, unless they know something that I don't about his I mean he's captained his club so he's clearly a good personality he's captained his country I believe um, and seems like a, a reasonable you know good solid person as well so I can't really see why any other top six or top eight club hasn't gone for him so for, for now I just try and keep this under wraps as much as possible and get it over the line.
0: Yeah, well, Dougie, thank you very much. That's been really, really revelatory and really uh, helped me sort of set my ideas about Telemans and particularly that long-range shooting as well, how I think sometimes in some games Villa have been, you know, against Wolves, for instance, we lost 1-0 and there were a couple of occasions we thought, can someone just take a shot from 25 yards out? And it didn't look like we really had a player to do it, whereas Telemans obviously can offer that. But um, but Dougie, uh, can we just, uh, for those who might not know, where can we find you and your work online?
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm at Doogie Critchley on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, if you so desire, if that's your thing. Um, but yeah, mainly on Football Daily uh, across our YouTube, Twitter, Instagram content, and also occasionally on Sky Sports, uh, Sky Sports News, uh, particularly covering their European football. So yeah, any of those places.
0: Fantastic. Thank you very much. Great to meet you.
1: Thank you.